What it do, what it do? I'm too juice you slid through. This vibe way with Scipio. A brand new podcast show introducing the dope music you've been craving and delivering fresh perspectives on today's hottest topics. Stay tuned. We finna catch a wave. You're a musician. You create music for the world to hear it. In order for the world to hear it, they need to be able to access it. In order for them to access it, your music needs to be on every single platform available on this planet. Visit oringi.org today to see your dream become a reality. Brace for impact. Thank you for tapping in to the Vibe Way with Scipio podcast show. In our melanated news today, we will be discussing Siwata Salama Ra, a wrongly imprisoned mother of two, Juan Rafer Jr., and Dupree Glass, two young brothers who received 11 consecutive life sentences for crimes they did not commit and are still in prison today. And lastly, a prison in Illinois who has found some reason to ban all books pertaining to black empowerment and black historical narrative. Y'all stay tuned. Grab your surfboard. We finna catch a wave. y'all let's get right into it this is our melanated news today we're gonna start off with the curious case of Juan Rafer Jr. and Dupree Glass two black teens now 32 years old still serving 11 life sentences in prison for crimes they did not commit let's head on down to sunny Southern California Lancaster California to be exact Juan Rafer Jr. was 17 years old when he was wrongfully accused of attempted murder and ultimately sentenced with life imprisonment despite his non-involvement in the crime. Now at 32 years old, Rafer Jr. has spent 15 years of his life behind bars and he still dreams that he could one day be free. As a teenager, Rafer Jr. had dreams of playing college football then eventually enter the NFL and succeed in life. But his life turned upside down in 2004 while he was at a house party playing video games with some friends and an altercation ensued be- between one of his friends and another person. The friend and the other guy had a long standing beef and it spilled over to a fight and Juan and everybody came running, said Juan Rayford Sr., Rayford Jr.'s father who was an ex-military. Shots were fired and when the police came, they took names and wanted to know who did what. My son did nothing wrong. He had no gun and there were some shots fired, but nobody was hit. Nobody was hurt. Everyone on the scene was questioned, but later on, the investigation focused only on Rafer Jr. and another teen, Dupree Glass. 
Several witnesses and the homeowner initially gave their statement to police where they stated that the teens weren't involved and did not possess a gun. No one was shot or injured as well. However, Rayford Jr. and Glass were still charged with 11 counts of attempted murder each. During their trial, the witnesses changed their statement, but there were no other witnesses called on their behalf. The two young men were offered a plea deal of 15 years in prison, but they maintained their innocence throughout and they did not take the deal. On October 2004, Juan Rayford Jr., as well as Dupree Glass, was sentenced to 220 years plus 11 life terms each. The sentence, which put them to prison for the rest of their lives without any chance of parole, seems to have violated the U.S. Constitution's Eighth Amendment that prohibits extreme sentences that are grossly excuse me, that are grossly disproportionate to the crime. Moreover, Rayford and Glass were just some of the youth under the age of 18 who were sentenced to life terms in the U.S. 85% of it is people of color, according to Human Rights Watch. That's right, y'all. Out of all of the youth under the, 18, uh, under the age of 18 who were sentenced to life terms in the U.S., 85% of those convictions were people of color, y'all. 15 years since then, Rayford Jr. remains in the San Diego area prison. His father is still fighting for his freedom, seeking help from several authorities and organizations. The California Supreme Court granted the petition by Innocence Rights of Orange County in December 2016, and they are now waiting for the court hearing. Juan isn't bitter. He isn't angry. Rayford Sr. told the Charleston Charge, excuse me, Charleston Chronicles. Let's do that again. Juan isn't bitter. He isn't angry. Rayford Sr. told the Charleston Chronicles. He pays. He prays every day. And he does what he's supposed to do. And we are hopeful that the court will soon hear the case and grant his freedom. Y'all, this case right here is not only curious but it's downright contemptible. It reminds me of so many stories we've heard throughout the past of wrongful convictions, false statements and false reports being written in order to entrap those innocent lives who had no involvement in the crimes that are uh, being associated with them and that they are being accused of. Juan Rafer Jr. and Dupree Glass are two innocent young men who were imprisoned at the age of 17. This almost reminds me of the Central Park Five in a sense. The crime that was attributed to them is a different crime. In this situation, absolutely no one was hurt in whatever altercation ensued. And more importantly, the individuals targeted as those who should be punished for this altercation taking place were actually the innocent parties who were at the residence enjoying the house party, enjoying 
the evening. Yeah, I had to take a moment of silence. Let's gather our thoughts about this one, y'all. 15 years, these two young brothers have been in prison since 2004. They've missed out on starting families. They never got a chance to complete their schooling. All dreams of professional sports are dashed and gone. Those days are long gone, y'all. The fortitude that one must have to be able to look at him or herself every day knowing that they are innocent but still finding themselves trapped behind prison bars and the walls of the prison system is a horrible feeling indeed. One that many of us may not ever be able to empathize with. I'd like us to take a moment to also think about those affected indirectly and directly by the imprisonment of these two young brothers, their families, their friends. The true guilty parties who were able to walk away and not be reprimanded for their actions that that fateful evening. I want to talk about the judicial system in a sense where we can finally understand and recognize that this system was created to uphold the ones who created it and to keep down the ones who are not in benefit of it. Y'all, the more we talk about it, the simpler its presentation needs to be. If you realize that physically you were not capable or able to compete on a world level, what would you do? If you realize that you were a Johnny come lately to the world and its advancement spiritually, what would you do? If you had an opportunity to capture through warfare and propaganda, many lands and peoples moving forward with the permission of one who claims to be God in the flesh while on this earth, what would you do? Well, y'all, the Europeans and their progeny have taken it upon themselves to pollute, to dilute, and to destroy the original and ancient peoples of this world. They gave themselves permission to crusade across the lands of Africa and to colonialize the shores and coasts of the new world. Y'all, we are dealing with something here that on a world stage level must be addressed for what it really is. Y'all, we as African people have been a peaceful people. There have been moments in history where we have conducted ourselves in war, sure. What I'd like to focus on before we move forward though is that even within that warfare, even within those battles, our system enabled those who were conquered to still somewhat thrive and to be a part of the culture and to acclimate themselves within the culture and essentially become one with the culture so that all people become one and unified under one grand banner 
or one grand idea. The Europeans have attempted to duplicate and replicate that. And on one hand, we would be hard pressed to fault them for the way that they have gone about handling their business. Because like I just mentioned, what would you do if you realized that in truth, you had the unfair advantage? And what if you created a solution for that unfair advantage, but the solution has now been lost in translation over the many generations and millennia that have now sprung from these decisions being made to empower and uplift one group over another? The original essence of why the European has begun to take over the world in such a harmful and hurtful way has been lost to the dusts that have been settled throughout time. But we are waking up now. We are rising back up now. We are realizing that, hey, yeah, this is a cold game, but the beauty about any game is that its strength lies in the players who play it. Y'all, as soon as we decide that we're not going to play this game no more, we will secure our victory. As soon as we decide that, hey, not only will we not play this game no more, but we don't even want to play no games. We don't want to create no games. Our victories will be sealed. With that being said, y'all, let's move on into the next portion of this. What I hope to be insightful segment of the Vibe Way with Scipio Podcast Show. As always, I'm going to ask you to grab your surfboards because you know what we finna do. We finna catch a wave. You're a musician. You create music for the world to hear it. In order for the world to hear it, they need to be able to access it. In order for them to access it, your music needs to be on every single platform available on this planet. Visit oringi.org today to see your dream become a reality. Brace for impact. Our melanated news coming out of Illinois has a lot of people pissed, y'all. Illinois prison didn't just ban books on black history and empowerment from the inmate program. In Illinois, three out of every four inmates are black. Yet, an Illinois prison ban an inmate education program from using books discussing black history or empowerment due to their racial content. Do y'all hear that? Check this out. According to the Chicago Tribune, officials at Danville Correctional Center had removed 200 books from a prison library and banned for use in the education program. Removed were several classic books of African-American history, including The Souls of Black Folk, the anti-slavery novel Uncle Tom's Cabin, and the memoir of former slave and abolitionist Frederick Douglass. According to records obtained by the Tribune received, the dispute between the Illinois Department of Corrections and the Education Justice Project run under the auspices of the University of Illinois went back months. As the Tribune explains, 
The flat between the U of I program and IDOC officials started in November when EJP began the review process for the upcoming semester's books and course materials. That's when a corrections lieutenant told program officials that the program with the materials were that they were, excuse me, that the problem with the materials were that they were quote unquote racial. According to testimony by EJP director Rebecca Ginsburg, the EJP library is separate from the prison library and it follows a separate review process from reading materials sent to inmates through the prison mailroom. But Ginsburg told lawmakers at a July hearing about the dust-up, the review policy has gone through seven revisions over the past four years. In this case, records show EJP submitted 25 books for approval. Of those, four were denied outright. Nine were allowed in for review, but then denied and 12 were approved. Among the books not allowed in for review was The Color of Law, A Forgotten History of How Our Government Segregated America. Books denied after review for the spring semester deal largely with race and social issues, including Uncle Tom's Cabin by Harriet Beecher Stowe and Incidents in the Life of a Slave Girl by Harriet Jacobs both written in the 1800s. During state legislative hearings over the matter in July, IDOC Acting Director Rob Jeffries said things should have been handled differently. Jeffries, according to the Tribune, said, while I've only been on this job a couple weeks, I can assure you this, I'm committing to ensuring that rehabilitation programming is available to all men and women in our care. Jeffries told lawmakers, I believe expanding educational and vocational opportunities is a key to breaking the cycle of incarceration for thousands of Illinois families. Y'all, I'm going to tell you right now, this one really cooked my, really cooked my chicken. This one really got me, y'all. You know, when we talk about the penalties involved in punishing not only our youth that get caught into the incarceration system, into the judicial system, but also our, our young men, our young women, um, even our elders who are getting caught up on humbugs and getting thrown into these, uh, these, these privatized systems, what have you. You know, this, this, this issue that we're facing is directly tied to our previous enslavement, our physical enslavement within this country's borders but also stems from the 13th Amendment as well. And, and the fact that even though we are supposedly physically free in this country, if one should be found guilty of a crime committed, or if one should be found guilty of a crime that one did not commit, and, and that person is innocent, for all intent and purposes, y'all, the 13th Amendment gives this country, this corporation, I mean, the right to enslave, to re-enslave the individual who has been committed of a crime. So with that being said, what's happening in Illinois right now in the state prison system has not surprised me one bit, y'all. Let's keep it real. They was waiting for an opportunity to lock us up again. Y'all heard three out of every four 
inmates incarcerated in the Illinois penitentiary state prison system is a so-called black male or woman. Those numbers are so, so disproportionate to not only the population at large, but also to the number of convictions that are passed. It's very sad. What I also find sad, however, though, is the fact that these young brothers and these sisters who are getting caught up and who are primarily targeted to not receive these 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 uh, forms of literature that could enlighten and help them grow. Um, the true unfortunate aspect to this is that why did we have to wait until we were behind bars for us to begin putting our thinking caps on, to begin enlightening ourselves, to begin looking deeper at the schisms that are facing our people every day? Why is it that we have to get out here on this block and on this street and in this gutter and we have to grind and put ourselves in positions where penitentiary chances are involved? Why then do we get involved further within the judicial system to the point that we get caught up and have to sit down and do some time? And then once that time has began to kick in, that's when we begin to realize that there's something uh, more to this thing called life, that we might have a greater purpose than just sitting out there and being another body, another potential body in the grave, another potential body behind a cell wall that I'm not going to be able to get out. See, y'all, you got those in control and in power of this system laughing all the way to the bank at every turn, y'all. They even creating curriculums now to steer the thought process of our people who are being incarcerated and are charging our people to use these curriculums that they are creating alternatively instead of what the inmates are searching for, which are pieces of literature and forms of literature that would enable them to enlighten themselves about their own plight, about our people's own plight, y'all. Y'all, I'm totally heartbroken at this, but I understand that while we are at war, this is yet another battle that has been fought and appears to be won by the enemy. My advice to all the inmates, all my brothers that's locked up sitting on ice right now, all my sisters that's sitting down doing time right now, who are finding themselves in positions where the books and the literature is being taken, are finding themselves in positions where it's difficult to find information that would enlighten you and increase your knowledge so that you might be in a better position to help the next brother or sister who you find uh, that you are close in proximity to that might need a little bit of what you got as far as the information you hold. Y'all, this is serious. What I suggest you do, if you, if you have access to any of the Facebook groups, I suggest joining a lot of the Facebook groups that have to deal with alternative thought, have to deal with esoteric thinking, have to deal with African spirituality, have to deal with the plight of the free black man and woman and child in this country before the advent of European colonialism. Join these groups. A lot of these groups have file sections within them. And they have tons and tons of literature that you can read and download into your phones for free. You download the PDFs and you read these PDFs and download them one at a time if you can. 
If you have enough space on your device to download multiple PDFs for safekeeping and filing purposes, do so. But I highly suggest you start reading these books because what y'all have now in the physical copy is getting stolen from y'all. It's getting taken from y'all. But y'all need to know. Let's keep it a buck. Let's keep it a bean. Let's keep it a hundred. Y'all know where I'm going with this. You did the crime. You got to do the time. Even if you didn't do the crime and you find yourself doing the time, we have to figure out a way around certain obstacles so that we can stay lifted and motivated and get home as soon as possible, y'all. Yeah. I said it. Y'all know it's right too. Whether or not we got caught up on a humbug, whether we did it or we didn't do it, and we find ourselves sitting down, that's the lot that was delivered to us for this season of our lives, y'all. We got to stand strong, but also recognize that we in the belly of the beast. This system was created exactly, exactly to remove us from the society. And it's working well. It's well oiled. So we got to change and we got to switch tracks, y'all. We got to switch tracks. We have to stop empowering them through the decisions that we make. If we know that they watching us and they after us, we have to move a little more carefully. We have to stay a little more tight out here in these streets. If we know that we got to involve ourselves with something to make some change, to make some money, to put some bread on the table and keep a roof over our head and that thing might not be considered legal within the lands and the confines where you find yourself. Well, then you have to tighten up. You have to begin to move in a way that's going to secure your freedom. You have to move in a way where you provide yourself with the contingencies that you will need to keep on moving forward. All right, y'all. With that being said, you know, if you have any questions, any comments, I want y'all to reach out to me as always. Y'all know what time it is. And y'all know we're going to stay on these surfboards because why? We stay catching these waves, y'all. Bob Way with Scipio podcast show as always. Until next time. Welcome back to the Bob Way with Scipio podcast show. With more melanated news coming at y'all, this time from Detroit. That's right, y'all. The big D and did it again. With a conviction overturned for a Detroit mother who defended herself with an unloaded gun. Y'all, if y'all haven't heard this story yet, let me familiarize y'all with it real quick. Detroit, Michigan's Court of Appeals has reversed the convictions of a Detroit mother who stood her ground and pointed an unloaded weapon at a woman who had rammed her car. Siwata Salama Ra is an environmental justice organizer with no prior convictions. In 2017, Ra got into an argument with another woman who was a convicted felon. The woman hit Ra's car, which Ra's two-year-old daughter was in at the time. Ra, to ward off further attack, said she pulled her licensed, unloaded firearm to get the woman to back off. The Wayne County Prosecutor's Office charged her with assault and felony firearm. The appeals court has vacated her convictions because it ruled the Wayne County Circuit Court judge didn't give the jury correct instructions about the use of non-deadly force in self-defense. This is one of the worst trial transcripts I've seen, attorney, attorney Wade Fink, who won the appeal, said. The case attracted supporters with vastly different ideologies. 
Liberals said she was the victim of racial injustice, while conservatives said she had the right to stand her ground and defend herself. The NRA showed its support for her as well. After she was convicted, Ra was sent to prison where she gave birth to her son. She said giving birth to Zakai while in prison was heartbreaking. Not being able to breastfeed him, not having me to console him, and to be his mom for the first six months of his life, Ra breaks into tears. He felt it. I felt it. My body felt it. With the convictions vacated, it's now up to the Wayne County Prosecutor's Office to decide whether Ra will be retried. Y'all, let's start at the back of this. This really, really got me so upset. I know we're supposed to look at this in the positive silver lining to the situation. But y'all, if this doesn't make you upset, I don't even know if you got a heart pumping in your chest right now. Let's start from the bottom, you know, because this conviction was vacated. Okay? But yet, we still have Wayne County Prosecutor's Office with the decision to make of whether or not this queen will be retried in a court case while she maintained her innocence and was truly innocent from the outset. Y'all, so you mean to tell me that this, this, this prosecutor office is willing to spend more taxpayers' money to decide whether or not this queen was truly innocent or not while she was up against and defending not only her life but the life of her daughter and her unborn son against a convicted felon who violently rammed her car into this queen. Y'all, I don't think I've heard anything more backwards than this this year. Listen, we are dealing with the judicial system that was created primarily to enslave us further. Once our physical bodies were released from the enslavement that we experienced within the colonial times of this country, the shadow slavery that we experienced, our ancestors experienced, and now we are experiencing a new form of slavery that delivered to us in the form of the 13th Amendment. The idea that even though I'm supposedly physically free, if I get caught up on any judicial humbug, whether I'm innocent or not, I will be placed in a prison and judicial system which will see my freedoms removed and will see me relegated to the very same system that was created to keep me enslaved from the outset. Y'all, that's why I'm so upset. This queen did absolutely nothing wrong. She was a licensed firearm owner, which means she was trained in the usage of the weapon. The weapon was unarmed. And to make matters more complex, she is an environmental specialist, which means that she carries the empathy and the service of what it means to keep life moving forward at a positive rate. In other words, being an environmental specialist means you care about nature. It means you care about your fellow man, woman and child's future. Because without the health of this ecosystem, without the health of the environment without the health of nature, mama nature, we are going to be called off of her very quickly, y'all. And that is exactly what I see happening. The righteous will remain while the unjust are removed, y'all. And this judicial system is definitely unjust. 
the advisors and authoritative figures are definitely unjust for them to target this queen, knowing she was pregnant with child, knowing that she was already a mother with a young daughter who would not see her mother as long as this woman was incarcerated. They knew exactly what they were doing, y'all. Do I even need to bring up the fact that this, this queen did not receive proper medical attention? Imagine going through all of the Braxton Hicks contractions, locked behind a cell door, not being close to her king, not being able to receive his harmonious support throughout the entire process of their child in utero. What about the fact that she was not delivered proper nutrition? What if she needed a certain uh, regiment, nutrition regiment that caused for her to eat differently for this pregnancy? She did not receive that. What about the, the heartbreaking fact that when she had her son behind those prison walls, she was immediately removed from her son and her son was placed more than likely in the hands of the very same oppressor who took her freedom from her as well as his freedom from him. Y'all, this one got me upset. This one got me upset because as much as we look for a solution, as much as we look to live according to the society's rules and laws, as much as we call ourselves playing the game, we are still targeted within this prison pipeline system. The private prison industrialized complex is alive, thriving and well. And y'all, we gonna have to work doubly hard just to keep ourselves out of situations that will see our freedoms removed and see us taken from our families, y'all. Was there anything, anyone that could help this sister through her, through her moment of need? She's free now. Yes, she is. Bless her heart, she hasn't asked for any donations publicly to get through this. She is a true, true, true trooper. But y'all, it's things that we can do to make sure that another one of our queens never have to experience this again. Brothers, when we out here and we are in these streets driving and we're, we're conducting business, we have to be on high alert, y'all. If you find yourselves listening to the types of music that would cause you to lose focus and to cause you to be distracted while you're out here in the street, my suggestion is that you ride with something that's smoother. Ride with something that's going to allow you to stay focused but still move and stay inspired to, to handle your business, y'all. We need all hands on deck, fellas. I'm talking to the kings. I'm talking to the brothers who have vision. I'm talking to the brothers who understand what we are up against. I'm talking to the brothers who ain't afraid to fight back, who understand that fighting back it's more than physical. Fighting back is spiritual. It's mental. Fighting back means we're going to have to be wise as serpent and harmless as doves. And even sometimes we're going to have to be as strikingly dangerous as that cobra. Y'all, let's take a break. Let's get in some music. Grab your surfboard. We finna catch a wave. As we wrap this segment up, I just want to take a moment to thank you all for joining me and to remind you that the work is still not done. I know that we live in the United States of America, the, the majority of us who listen to this podcast, 
And I want to remind you all that this country is very young. Okay, it's very young. 1776, it was finally established as a country on paper. So you got 1876, 1976, that's 200 years right there. 86, that's 210. 96, that's 220. 2006, that's 230. 2016, that's 240. We're in the year 2019, that's 243 years that this country has been in existence. Y'all, we have been free in our blood for thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of years. So I want y'all to remember this as the media propagandizes your actions and as the government serves you up a fresh dish of propaganda porridge. As y'all sit up every day and you see what's going on around you, I want you to remember, just like that baby lion who was stolen from Africa and placed in that theme park to dance and growl and look pretty for all the tourists who come to the zoo to look at it. Just like that lion was taken from its pride. Just like that lion was stripped from its mama and its papa, not taught its culture not taught the ways of the lion. Yet, that lion one day is going to be in that park, that zoo. It's going to wake up one day out of its stupor, out of its sleep. And it's going to remember that it's not some regular house cat. It's going to remember that it's not some old alley cat just trying to make it. It's going to remember that it is a lion and it is going to begin to exhibit lion things because y'all, that lion is an isolated event in the grand scheme of what it means to be a lion on this earth. The lion that is in prison still carries within it the essence of the lion who is free. And when that imprisoned lion begins to wake up and that genome begins to activate and begins to open up, that lion begins to remember things and memories it never even knew it had. And it is the same with us, y'all. That's why you see a lot of our brothers and sisters running around here seeming to go against the system of Babylon, seeming to go against the system that has been established 243 years ago on top of our ancient and well-preserved systems, tried and true. What you are feeling today, my brothers and sisters, as you are being introduced to this news, some of you and some of you are being reminded of it. Your genome is beginning to wake up. Your memories are beginning to be restored, y'all. And just like that lion, you tired of the chum meat. You tired of trying to make friends with the zebra and the giraffe. You know what time it is. It's time to take your place back, y'all. African man, African woman, African child. It's time to rise. Got to rise out of Babylon, y'all. We see the signs every day. And it ain't got to be a biblical sign for you to be able to see. 
that you have a direct attack going against you. Okay? It don't take no sign in the sky to know that our people are being trampled on left and right. So what we going to do about it? We going to begin to corner the markets that we find ourselves passionate about. We're going to begin to self-educate ourselves, both within their system and within the system that we'd like to create and see come to fruition for our own people. Y'all, we got a lot of work to do. But remember who you are, just like that line. And remember that you come from greatness. I enjoy spending time with y'all. As always, it's the Bob Way with Skippy, y'all. Podcast show. Until next time, grab them surfboards, because we finna catch a wave. Thank you for joining me for this segment of the Vibe Boy Podcast Show with Scipio. I truly hope you enjoyed yourself. I want you all to know that you can look forward to more great content. I'm going to be having some very special guests featured in the future, and I'd like you to tune in for those episodes as well. I look forward to hearing from you, and as always, get your surfboard, because we finna catch this wave. You're a musician. You create music for the world to hear it. In order for the world to hear it, they need to be able to access it. In order for them to access it, Your music needs to be on every single platform available on this planet. Visit oringi.org today to see your dream become a reality. Brace for impact.